Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> Fuck, I really don't know what's wrong with my stomach. Yeah, really quick, I just wanted to let you know that what little audience we have so far, they're, they're connecting with our banter before we start the episode. Wasn't that just my feedback? I think I'm the only one who That's said I just liked your the feedback. banter. I'm also talking about my sister. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> no, but I, a few friends have listened to it. They 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 like it. We have feedback from fans. They just fucking. <laughs> I'm on cloud yeah. nine right now, man. My mom is a huge fan of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, Was she though? I don't think she listened to it yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Yeah. All right. Hello, and welcome to the films I wish I made. My name's Haley. I'm a producer. Hello, I'm Ryan Rochelle, and I am a filmmaker. All right, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Spooky Kooky Haley. Um, in the past few podcasts, I've actually gotten my Twitter handle wrong. I didn't understand how Twitter works very well. I'm actually Spooky Kooky Hey One on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> also, Ryan, I'm sorry, I fucked up our podcasts and no got worries. my Twitter handle wrong this whole time. <laughs> no worries, no one, no one cares. Twitter is dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I'm just, I, that's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I just re- I went on my phone the other day and I just was like, oh wait, I thought I picked out Spooky Kooky Haley, but Twitter like changed it all on me, nice. and it was like, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that's my Twitter handle. Well, I am at Ryan Rochelle, keeping it plain and simple. My last name is spelled R A C H A L L. Or you can follow us on the Dakins Productions official handle. That's at Dakins Productions, D-A-A-K-I-N-S. And yeah, let's hop into this. Enter the Void. Yeah, Enter the Void. It came out in 2009. It's a very highly experimental drama film directed by Gaspar Noe, starring Nathaniel Brown, Paz de la Huerta. Written by Gaspar Noe. Um, I picked the film. I hadn't seen this film since it had come out, really. I watched it um, right when it came out. You know, so 2009, 2010-ish. Um, I was in high school when that came out. And I thought it was really interesting at the time. So, Ryan, how uh, how did you first come about this film? <laughs> yeah, I. it was one of those things that's been in my queue forever. Like I, I know I knew of it. People have told me uh, a bit about it and I was really intrigued and I did want to watch it, but I never got around to it until now for the podcast. So I've seen it a couple of times now. I just wanted to watch it once because I'd never seen it before. So I didn't want to I really wanted to focus and just watch it and appreciate it. And then I watch it again, of course, to actually take notes for the podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had already seen Irreversible. Um, Gaspar knows, I guess, follow-up film, which also has some critical acclaim to it. Uh, that kind of put me off for a while because I didn't really like Irreversible very much. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like Enter the Void either, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I didn't see Irreversible, but you know, people either really love his work or they really hate it from what I've kind of seen. Um, yeah. 
I think, but it's weird because I feel like the kind of people who really like his films are not necessarily film lovers. Yeah, yeah, that could be argued. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I definitely see the connection with the whole like rave kid scene. And he's obviously like, you know, uh, an ex-raver type. Like he's he was definitely a part of that scene, I'm sure, at one point, especially being in like, you know, uh, the European market or, uh, oh, yeah. you know location for sure i mean obviously the whole electronic dance music underground scene was started there and obviously i feel like it has more significance there than it does here in america because here it's kind of a trashy scene like but i think it had a little bit more elegance in the european countries probably most things they do are a bit more elegant than us (laughs) (laughs) right right so um I, this 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 podcast is not about uh, irreversible. We're talking about Enter the Void, so I don't want to spend time dwelling on that. But I just want to quickly say that I f- I felt like it didn't do anything for me because um, what other people saw in it, which is its experimental nature of telling the story backwards, I saw as just a failed attempt of trying to be unconventional. And I compare it to Christopher Nolan's Memento. In Memento, they tell the story backwards, but still with a forward story structure. So Yes. Well, you know, that's why that one's so successful. Exactly. It works. It's a story. There's still a story there. What Gaspard No did with Irreversible, it's like he wrote the film like a regular script. I'm it seems like they shot it regularly. And then it almost seems like a last-minute decision in post-production to just order the scenes backwards. Um, and so what happens is you don't care about anything because you don't know what's going on and you don't have any questions because you're getting answers before you want to ask them. So you just kind of, you just experience things and that's an answer. You don't know, you just have to sit through it. And then you get to the previous scene where you would want to ask a question, but you already received the answer and you don't realize what answer you're getting in that scene. So it just goes backwards and backwards and backwards. And you're not, you're just, you're along for a backwards story where it's not gripping you. It's not enticing you to keep watching. It's just happening in front of you. That 10,000% made me never want to watch that movie. I know. But I don't, spoiler I'm sorry. Alert. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I didn't spoil anything. Cause that's just the story structure. Like they just, it's just the editing of the film and it's not, I didn't, the story, I didn't even go get into it. I mean, but that's, that's what I didn't like about it. I didn't feel like I was. That's fair. But you know, Gaspar no just tends to do that. I mean, he's so experimental and honestly, I think, you know, I respect him for experimenting and for being that bold, but I think a lot of his experiments actually fail. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you can't just experiment for experiment's sake. Like, what are you testing for? You know, like, what's your what's your hypothesis? It does feel like he's doing that a lot. Yeah. It, it feels like in his films, he's just like, well, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. Like, right. And I, yeah, that's like the whole sex, drugs, rock and roll, like that whole EDM scene of like, it's we're just making art, bro. And it's like, well, no, you're supposed to be telling a story in a visual context. Yeah. That's essentially what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> But he, I'm not, you know, I don't want to shit all over him. Look, I don't have an impressive filmography. I mean, for all my knowledge and talent, I'm I've yet to produce and direct, um, you know, a wealth of films. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to take the time to read my scripts and look at my storyboards and see 
my vision and you know then yeah i think it would become apparent that i know what i'm talking about but we don't live in a society where people are going to do that so <laughs> you know they're just going to yeah. go to my imdb and be like oh well he doesn't have 15 movies on here <laughs> no gasper no has definitely made more movies than us yes <laughs> he's got us cucked there <laughs> <laughs> yeah <But laughs> Everyone deserves a voice, though. I don't want to try to pretend like I deserve to silence no, anyone. No, yeah. No, but I, I do think he has some cool ideas that I think should be revisited and redone. But, you know, spoiler alert. Hey, everyone. If you haven't seen Enter the Void, make sure you go check out the official release. These are great films that everyone should see. Frankly, if you haven't, you're really missing out. So go watch the movie and then come back to the films I wish I made. Or the curse of spoilers will befall you for a hundred years. And it's a long one. You better make two and a half, almost three hours worth of time. Yeah, that's like a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a long movie. <laughs> so do it on a day where you don't have other things to do. <laughs> but, um... So let me just quickly summarize it. So the film centers on Oscar, who's an American drug dealer living in Tokyo. He and his sister, Linda, are orphans with a special bond after their parents died in a car accident when they were young. Oscar has paid for his sister, Linda, to move out to Tokyo with them. She's now a sex worker, and she's worried that Oscar is diving too deep into the world of drugs. Um, after smoking some DMT, Oscar goes out to sell drugs and the deal goes bad and he's shot and killed by police. Uh, we then follow Oscar's soul as it makes its journey into the void. Um, it's an experience that closely resembles what's recounted in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which Oscar talks about in the film. Yeah. The story lends itself to a lot of experimentation, especially with the cinematography, which I think is what draws most people to this film is that it's shot very interestingly in a way that you don't see often which is very alluring that was the thing that was kind of like I, why i knew a little bit about this film is because i had seen irreversible and they he pays an homage to enter the void at the beginning of that hmm. um with that sort of camera work and i didn't understand what was going on because i hadn't seen enter the void so the person i was watching the movie with who told me to watch this movie they they explained it really briefly, like, oh, that's a callback to his other film, Enter the Void. It's like, that, you know, it's a soul traveling from the body and da 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 And so um, I had that understanding walking into this film. So I had more context, I think, than most people had when they go into Enter the Void for the first time. Okay. That must have been interesting because that's definitely not the experience for most people. Right. I think a lot of people don't know what to expect. And then it just becomes this wild ride that you weren't prepared for. I was a little bit more prepared for it. Um, okay. So, but that's another reason why Irreversible doesn't really work. It's like I had to see your other movie to understand what's going on right now. And, and like right when your movie starts. <laughs> huh. So I was just like, okay, fair enough. I mean, I guess if you have a cult following. So... Yeah, I mean, if if you have the cult following, that sort of thing does work. But um, yeah. But I think you know, in contrast to you, that's what kind of made this film special to me, and why I picked it was because I wasn't expecting it. I was actually just flipping through channels, and it was on the IFC Film Channel. You know, back when I still had cable, and I actually caught it right at the beginning, and I was like, whoa. This is a point of view movie. You don't see that too often. So I stopped and right. yeah, I, I just let it play out. Um, and it was definitely interesting. It was just so visual and it, and you know, I was a lot younger at the time and I was like, uh, in high school getting ready to like go to film school 
And I was just like, well, this is really pushing the boundaries of film. At least for me at the time, I thought it was. I hadn't seen that many movies at that point. Yeah, no, I mean, but like, I mean, at that time it was. I, I don't think it's aged yeah. well. And that's no. that's a bit of the problem and what we're mostly touching on in, in a roundabout way. But I mean, I, I'm 32 now and I don't care about the party scene, but I could definitely I see either. myself being really into this movie at like 19, 22, you know? Right? Um, yeah. No, but it's interesting because you're right. It hasn't aged it well because I haven't really seen it since I was that age. And I was like so pumped up to do it for the podcast. And then I'm sitting there watching it for the podcast. And I'm like, I'm having trouble paying attention. I'm having trouble finishing the film. Yeah. Oh my God, why did I pick this? And I was like, <laughs> wow, wow, this movie's right. awful. I'm like, you know, kind of like biting my nails as I'm watching it. It was painful. It was masochistic to get through it. Like, <laughs> you know what? I, and yeah, I, I mean, it was the first why. time for me. So, but yeah, I felt the same okay. way on the second viewing where I wanted to make notes. And I was just like, I don't feel like doing this right now. Like, I'd rather go do something else than have, than watch this again. And uh, I think I think the nail on the head is this movie could be 40 minutes shorter. I mean, maybe a whole hour shorter, to be honest. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I mean, 40 minutes to an hour, this movie could really lose and it would be a stronger film. It would. And it would be worth revisiting countless times, in my opinion. It would. I think what happened was he got so carried away with the experimental camera shots that he was doing, and he was trying so hard to make it feel realistic, like a realistic depiction of death. Yeah. That it just it lost it. Like it's dragging out too long, and it's like you know this is why we have editing because movies aren't real life. Real life is boring. It's yeah. Too- yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like you could have sped a lot of that stuff up in in in, in countless ways in in editing. Um, in in, yeah. the, in post-production and not just with cuts. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things you could do just in blocking and, and how you pace your story. Um, yeah. you know, things could have been happening faster. Um, and then you just have these pointless scenes that are just, it's like, like the whole orgy motel sequence is just so just get your head out of your ass with sex, man. Like it's, it was very long and drawn out. And it was what is the point? It's like, oh, this is my quest for reincarnation. Like, I get that. But like, there's you just have a bunch of like random people sucking on glowing penises. And I mean, <laughs> right. and 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 all this is supposed to be like thematically and um, a metaphor and everything. But only because he uh, the main character has that line earlier where he's like looking at that little model hotel and he's like, could you imagine a big old orgy in here? Ha ha ha. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that works as a line for that character because he's just a dumb kid. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's just a dumb druggy kid. And he's like, of course, he's going to make a dumb sex joke like that while they do drugs. So it works as real practical dialogue, but just it's dumb dialogue. It just fits that character. So it's not yeah. a good idea to go explore that dumb dialogue. No, it's in a, not. In a whole sequence. You know, I want to pop in some trivia right here because it's relevant to what we're talking about. I read on IMDb that most of the dialogue was improvised by the cast and Gaspar No stated that he didn't understand English very well. And he needed someone to tell him if what the cast was saying was good or not. Yeah, that's that's very apparent. This is a very run and gun gorilla type film. You can see Japanese people on the streets being kind of weirded out by the camera gear at times. 
I didn't notice that. That's interesting that you picked up on that. I'm not going to go rewatch it and find it because it's too long. But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, it, it's, I noticed it on my second viewing. I really wasn't paying attention to that. I could definitely tell there was a lot of improv because it just came off as improv. It didn't really, it sounded like regular conversation. It's grounded and that's good if you're doing like mumblecore style movies. Right. Um, so these people sound true to their character. And I could put off some of the bad acting on just like them being from different places and not speaking English very well. So then it's like, oh, I met you and, you know, I met this guy from some place and he kind of speaks English and we're in Japan together. Like, fine, that 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 yeah, works no, that's out. fair. Yeah. But for me, I thought Cyril Roy was the best. He was the French guy who is Oscar's friend. I thought he was the best at ad-libbing his lines. I thought Paz de la Huerta, who plays Linda, did a terrible job. Yeah, she. I mean, she wasn't given much to do, though. She was just kind of like a sexual object to be oogled That's at. That's true. And I was just like, well, then why'd you make it his sister? Because, I mean, it's really awkward. I could have done without the incest. Yeah, the incest stuff was too much, and I don't see the point of it. I don't see why it wasn't a girlfriend or something. I don't... Yeah, it could have been... Just, it adds nothing to the story. It's, yeah, like, it's literally, very strange. it could have been this girl he liked when he was a kid and both their parents could have died in the same car accident. Like they could have been on a trip together or something. I mean, right. And then immediately you have a love story, which is what the thing it's missing really. Um, it's trying to take that sibling bond and turn it into a love story. It's, but it's not doing it in an authentic way. It's perverting it. Yeah. And I think that really doesn't work for the film. Yeah. But it was weird. Um, I do want to talk about some things I did like. Um, yeah, sure. I don't want to. Yeah, this isn't a podcast where we're just supposed to rail on movies for an hour. No, no, because there's a <laughs> lot that is actually really cool about this movie, which is why I picked it, because because it had so much potential to be something so awesome. And it's just like these small failings kind of all add up, you know? But right, right. I did enjoy the trippy visuals for sure. I did. I loved the mirror shot when Oscar goes and he looks in the mirror and he's washing his face before he goes out to do the drug deal. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love it. I don't like his inner monologue, but I love the, and I don't like the blinking, but I'm sure they use that to hide cuts and stuff, but, um, Oh, that's smart. I didn't even think of that, that that's how they would have hid cuts. Yeah. It's probably one of the ways they did it. I'm sure. Or even go to better takes. Um, but yeah, I, I do love it. Actually, that's a tough shot to pull off. How do you think they did it? Because I know you you're a lot better with cameras than I am. I mean, it just it had it had to be visual effects. The visual effects in this film stand up really well, actually. Um, they do. Um, yeah. Eleven years later, and like they still look actually really well. Like they, uh, some of the trippy like drug hallucination stuff reminded me of like the imagery you would see in Annihilation, which is a film we'll be talking about later. By the way, <laughs> like some of those sort of kaleidoscope. Uh, colorful uh shapes that morph into different things i thought that was really cool so they were beautiful yeah. it kind of reminds me of itunes back in the day when you put on itunes <laughs> right and it right would... those those audio visualizers yeah yeah and so just back to that uh pov shot in the in the um mirror i mean it i just said visual effects but to be specific you would essentially need to shoot a plate of that without the actor and then you would do it again with the actor and you would usually probably use like a green screen and sort of either composite the actor into the space or composite uh, the actor in the space with that other shot where the camera's there just on like a tripod or whatever. 
Um, but they did, they had a little bit more complicated because they did have some camera movement. So that's where you right. just got to make sure that your camera movement lines up like with both, both takes. So, you know, you have to I like keep marks of everything and then, you know, it just takes a lot of time and, and obviously some money because it's visual effects. There's no other way around it. <laughs> right on. But I loved how painstakingly careful they were with all their point of view shots at the beginning up until when Oscar dies. I, I thought it was great. It was it, The dedication to it was just phenomenal and they didn't shy away from the difficult things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think honestly, where this film is strongest for me is sort of, I guess, that middle section, the whole behind the head over the shoulder shots where it's just his life flashing before his eyes mm -hmm. i feel like that's where this movie really has a story and i mean that's where i was gripped by everything that was happening and what the editing in those sequences how they juxtapose these very different times throughout his entire life but they're seamlessly linked together just through the composition uh, the similar compositions between those time periods, like where you you have his sister as an adult, but then it would uh, jump cut to her as a child in the same position from the same perspective, yeah. and it it just works so well. I mean, it did. I mean, and then and then it was just a compelling story to see from that angle because we really feel yeah. like we're it's almost like a video game at that point where you're. It was very video game esque. Yeah, yeah you're in that third person uh, scenario. Or you're in that third person perspective, sort of controlling this this character and just going through their story. And you don't see right. that a lot in film. So it's definitely experimental. And I think that actually worked in this film. It 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 had me uh captivated. And yeah. I was so curious about what was gonna happen next at that point and 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 what was his story and their story, the the siblings and and you know how they lost their parents and so that was where yeah. all the drama was. So I feel like if you kept that at the core of the film and you sort of made the floating around experimental camera work like secondary, then you have a really strong film here and a really good story. Yeah. And, you know, those child actors don't get enough credit. But I thought they were really good, especially the little girl. Oh yeah, you know she's she was in Doctor Sleep. I actually looked up on her IMDb. She's that one, the one. Yes. Yeah. So she she's the one, um, the newest recruit for that for the bad the blonde guys. One. Yeah, the blonde yeah. one who who like tells people what to do, a pusher or whatever they call them. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love Doctor Sleep, and she was also in the Babysitter. She was the one that he has the crush on, the little next door neighbor girl, and the Babysitter too. Oh, okay. okay. Those Netflix horror movies. Yeah, I haven't seen the sequel yet. Yeah, I. But um. What? How do you say her name though? The 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 sister Paz de la Huerta. Oh, Paz de la Huerta. Huerta. Okay. Um. Yeah, she's. I. 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 She looks so familiar to me, and I couldn't figure out what she was in. And then I. I looked it up on IMDb, and she was in that. That movie Nurse, do you Nurse 3D? Oh God! Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> you know what? She's really hot. I'm sorry. She is really hot, though. And that, that's why she works. Because let me tell you, I don't think it's her acting skills that get her jobs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, she was I, also I in hate choke. trashing other women, but yeah, she was, she was in choke. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that in so long, so I don't know who she was. But I was just looking at her oh, IMDb because yeah. I knew she looked really familiar. I love choke. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's the best, of course, and Angelica of course. Houston. But yeah, but, um, but anyway, um, but that little 
girl I thought was a better actor than Paz de la Huerta. That's, I mean, sometimes it was taking me out of the movie because we'd watch this intense little girl screaming and crying like, Oscar, Oscar, don't take them away from me. Yeah, like, that was a great you know, scene. Yeah, just she's flipping out and she's really committed, like fully yeah. throwing herself in there like a little method actor. I don't know what the hell she's doing. I mean, it's funny. She, well, she studied Meisner, on, clear, clearly. At age, <laughs> age, age four and a half, she was a Meisner expert. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, but but then she's you, like, she's you like, go acting to, is reacting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. essentially, I mean, I, she was a kick ass little actor, Anyways, yeah, she was great, and I but, felt it, I felt that when she and yeah, I felt like it was because I'm a brother, punch. I'm a brother, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little brother and a big brother, uh, but mm -hmm. uh, I so I felt that like the disappointment in like not being able to because what can you do as like a what six year old seven year old like he's is yeah she's looking up to you but you have no power yeah so yeah that was that was that was a really crushing scene for sure oh I bet uh, I I can't imagine watching that as a brother but I'm sure it hit a bit harder yeah um, yeah um. But if you go from that and then he cut to some of just Paz de la Huerta's ad living where she's like, Oscar, let me look here. Yeah, like, I was like, I was getting creeped out. But I was like, why is she doing like I, I was at first trying to be like, OK, she's just she doesn't think anything of it. She's just happy to see him and she's just kissing her brother. Fine. But then it yeah. just kept going like it just keeps going. And then obviously she tries to make out with him when she's on drugs after they leave the strip club. And you're just like, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Um. And then I don't even feel like they made it clear that like he doesn't want her. Like it kind of felt like uh like they didn't commit either way. Like he didn't be like, "Yo, you're my sister. Stop it. You're acting weird." He was just kind of like, "I'm not supposed to." That's like kind of how it came out. So it was almost like ambiguous like is he like did are they cuz her tits are practically out in another scene and he's just chilling. Yeah. And she's just like, hey, like totally seductive, like the way women are with with a guy that they're interested in. Like, yeah, oops. It, it was too seductive. It, and it was like, well, what's the intention here? Because there's no hidden meaning behind it. I don't think there was a lesson to take away. And because of that, because there's no hidden meaning, there's no message it, it, because it's adding nothing. It's just distracting from what could be a good story. Yeah. By yeah, making people more confused. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, again, not to rail on it for the entire time. I I do like the editing, I think, especially, like I said, the over the shoulder stuff is the is the film at its finest. Um, I mean, well, although I'll, I'll say this, I mean, going back to the child actors, I hope like they didn't really have the child actor like watch two adults pretend to fuck like that's not, like I don't care about like how much you care about your art like that's not appropriate. No, I'm. I would doubt they did. I think that'd probably be like um. I hope against it, some sort of law. I hope it was visual effects. Like I hope that the kid opened the door and there was nothing there, and then they shot the plate for like the parents fucking. But like, I don't know. They're European though. Yeah, not to rail on Europeans, but they're just so much more okay with sex. And that's fine, but not to have children watching it like that's not okay like yeah that was weird yeah and it's not like i found it on tv it's like no we're gonna have you in the room with two naked adults fucking yeah. pretending to fuck even though a lot of kids 
accidentally walk in on their parents fucking in real life. Like, it's so different to put a child actor in that situation just for the sake of a movie. That's not okay. Right, right. It's just strangers and whatever. And it's like, the thing is that it doesn't even, the scene doesn't even play out in a reasonable way. Because, like, there's no even, like, payoff where the the, uh, adults notice the kid the parents and and go oh my god you know oscar and like cover up yeah no it just lingers there for a while like they're just fucking fucking and they don't notice the doors open and the kid's staring and the kid's just staring and he's like not grossed out he's just like that's what fucking looks like and i'm just yeah. like what is this whole obsession with sex where he's just trying to make it's i mean ultimately i don't like to use this word too often but it really just seems pretentious it does. It's like they were, I mean, it's like people have sex and it's not that big of a deal. And it felt like they were doing it just to be dramatic, like just to get a rise out of people. Yeah. To quote Family Guy, it insists upon itself. <laughs> exactly. But they made it pretentious because they were so in your face about it. And then they're just kind of act like, oh, and if this bothers you, it's because you're not good enough. Like you're not on our level. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was just, you know, I kind of, I think it would have been better if there was some sort of payoff, you know, had the kid gotten yelled at, because I think, you know, that would have been more Freudian or something, you know, yeah, why people I, I have anxieties over sex and, and more trauma from that sort of thing. It, it yeah. would have been more interesting. Yeah, but. it's just, it's one of those things where, I mean, clearly Gaspar Noe is obsessed with sex. That's what a lot of his movies center around. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess his more recent hit is Climax, and I haven't seen it. And honestly, I don't know. It if sounds kind of sexual. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see it. I don't know. Again, I don't think it's the kind of film that's for me. So it's going to be like really artsy porn, kind of. Essentially. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah. I could just watch porn, man. Um, <laughs> he seems like the type of guy who would have a whole bunch of penis figurines around his house <laughs> and, then, and then just kind of if you feel awkward about it he's like well that's just on you yeah you know? right right like, like a gratuitous amount of penis statues everywhere and it's like it's not that i feel awkward i feel awkward for you yeah exactly and that's like the thing that he wouldn't get why do you need why do you need to showboat this yeah yeah i don't i'm not a sexually frustrated person i've i'm pretty sexually liberated and so i'm not i in that in that same token i guess it's because of that i'm not sexually obsessed i think there are more interesting things in life honestly and i i like to explore those things especially in my art so yeah i mean same. yeah so i i just feel like you know I, this these are the kind of things that come from people that i feel are not they wish they were sexually liberated. There's things that they can't do that they want to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, they are like, maybe they've remember things with a certain fondness, but it's sort of like stems around this whole like drug underground scene that you've kind of aged out of, you know? Yeah. I do, but I don't have fond memories of like the, the, the fucking teenage and like young college druggies around me when I was that age, like I, they were, they annoyed the shit out of me, honestly. Um, yeah. They thought they were having deep conversations, but it was mainly because they were on drugs. I mean, that's, that's how it goes. I mean, <laughs> then the NNO, you know what? That kind of perfectly describes this movie. Yeah. I mean, like, cause why have metaphors when Alex can just with ad lib summarize the entire plot of the movie, which just follows the book of the dead, the Tibetan book of the dead. 
Yeah. So he literally just tells you the movie when they're walking down the stairs. Wow, we're really railing on this movie. I know, I know. <laughs> I feel like I didn't have a good time. <laughs> it's not just you the movie, know. though. It's the scene, I think. It's the kind of people that make up this world. It's like, these aren't these aren't people I look yeah. to for inspiration. No, that's true. Um, You know, but yeah, I do. I did like the DMT, like dying comparison, the ultimate trip. That was a really good line. That's true. Yeah. I feel like maybe I hope that Gaspar No meant it that way, but it's sort of like it's 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 a metaphor, but at the same time, it has a deeper meaning because it's it's also literal. Like dying is a journey. It is. That's something that we mythologically have always claimed, like the river sticks and you know going to Hades. That is a journey in of itself. So to say that dying is the ultimate trip, it's sort of like this metaphorical pun, <laughs> you know, that oh, it's it's a it's a drug trip, but really he means it's a journey into the unknown. It's the ultimate journey because it's the last journey you can take in this world, which is to exit it. It is. And that, you know, I do love that about this movie because it does make you contemplate life and death and yeah. all that a lot. Yeah. And I like movies that make you think. Yeah, that was that it's it has those little gems in it that I wish he would have explored more thematically as opposed to just like the experimental idea. Yeah. In the film, I feel like there's a lot there's a much deeper layer there to explore. There is. And, you know, it's a film where you watch it and you go. At least the first time I watched it, I thought, well, what am I going to look back and see if I took this same journey after death? And it made me want to live a better life. It made me want to be truer to myself and more honest with people. It it made me want to tell people to fuck off more often and quicker (laughs) and not deal with bullshit. It made me want to tell people to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. That's how I go through life. I hate wasting time. If, if people are pissing me off, Same. if they're not good vibes, you know, fuck off. Same. That, that's my motto, man. Honestly, you know, I was actually talking to a friend the other day about life and she's like, man, how do you do it? Like you, you just, you're so good at being strong willed. And yeah, I was like, yeah, just tell people to fuck off more. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think she was expecting something deeper out of me, you know? Yeah. But like, I was like, yeah, you know, quit my job. Just told him to fuck off. Like <laughs> that's, I think maybe, that's why we've known each other for as long yeah, as we have. It's been probably. Like a, yeah. It's, it's cause I haven't told you to fuck off yet. Well, no, because I am the same way. I tell people to fuck off and I'm very direct. <laughs> yeah. 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 But you just got to be direct. And so that's why we don't have problems, though, is because we're just direct yeah. with each other. And we I expect something of you and you deliver and you expect something of me and I deliver. And we don't just have this bullshit drama or and we don't. That's true. We don't misdirect and misinform each no. other, which is what a lot of people do. They do. Yeah. We're, but we're both very much like that. Yeah, I know. Just a little bit of backstory. I, she was the friend. She was the younger friend of some younger friends, and we would all hang out at the creek in our city. And dirty city water. <laughs> yeah, no, we were not in the water. We were just it was like a bike path near the creek, and we would just hang out well, there. Well, somebody tricked me into drinking that water once. I, I've been in it, but you, did you do it? 
Well, somebody was just gave, I thought they were giving me a beer. It was like a trick. But they were like, ha ha, that's creek water. That's and I was like, dude. Gross. I hate those people. I was like, I might die. Well, that's why we stopped hanging out with them. <laughs> well, yeah. They were kind of like the people in this movie, but I was like, shit, I need like a hep C shot. Like, I gotta, exactly. I gotta go like get a whole list of, th- I might get Giardia. I mean, that was, that's not a really a joke. Yeah, that's exactly, that's why we, that's why we didn't see each other for a long time because I stopped hanging out with those fucking assholes yeah. who were like basically my age you shouldn't have been there at all to be honest no <laughs> no I, I really shouldn't have that was that was bad for my health <laughs> no i mean i can't Mental tell you health, what to do physical health yeah <laughs> but then we got along really well because we were both obsessed with movies so we would just talk about movies a lot and we watch a lot of movies yeah but um like burn after reading i still remember we rented burn after reading when blockbuster was still a thing <laughs> Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. That was fun. That was we a good we watched at my house. Yeah. Hey, everyone. If you haven't seen Burn After Reading, make sure you go check out the official release. These are great films that everyone should see. Frankly, if you haven't, you're really missing out. So go watch the movie and then come back to the films I wish I made. Or the curse of spoilers will befall you for a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. I could watch Brad Pitt get shot in the face all day. Oh, yeah. That, that, oh, what a surprise. Yeah. You know, you, you did not see that coming. He's all happy and cheery. We're bam right in the fuck. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Fucking Cohen Brothers, man. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, what, what, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. And, you know, tell people to fuck off. That's yeah. the message from this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tangent. Yeah. All right. Um, I love I, no, but I love with the uh, I love when um they do that little Easter egg where uh He's going to get score drugs, and the guy's like, "Who sent you? Who's who's the connect?" Like, who? And he's like, "They just name drop the director." Like, "Oh, Gasper sent me." <laughs> I was just like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "Took me out of the movie." I was like, "Why are you naming yourself?" Yeah. Like that's not that's not a cool Easter egg. It's just took me out of the movie. I'm like, the director sent me here for drugs. I'm like, well, that's kind of <laughs> metaphysical, I guess. <laughs> I'm getting meta right now, but oh man, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the car accident scene. I love how they filmed that. I was not expecting that. That really shook me. Oh, yeah. It was very sudden. I I, I was like, ooh, because they don't warn you that, that, that how they lost their parents or that they're orphans and all that stuff. Like, Mm-mm. it's very vague, you know? Yeah. Um, And then it, you, you just wham, you get hit. You get hit with it. And yeah, there's it's, it's too little too late. <laughs> yeah. But it, it shocked me. I, was, I wasn't expecting something like that out of this movie, even though you see somebody get shot in the movie. But, like, the car just comes up so fast and it hits so hard. It was just, it almost felt like I was in the car. I think they shot that so well. It just, yeah, hair stood on end. And, and another scene of great acting from that, that little girl when she's getting pulled out of the car screaming. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it sends chills down your spine. It does. I mean, she was the best actor in the whole movie, that little girl, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. She she really was. Yeah, yeah. Well, she went on to do great things. Good for her. Well, I guess we've already been kind of like a bit by bit talking about things we would do differently, but I know, I know. If, I mean, I we we've we've been well, we've been railing on it, but we haven't really touched on like the changes in terms of like what's your vision. Um Yeah, so I would say Really quickly, though, before we move on, I just want to say one thing I really didn't like, and this is like a grounded like realism thing for me. I like to be, I like realism. Yeah. Um, I just found it s- sort of like an ignorant and 
foreign idea and very unrealistic that the Japanese police would shoot someone through a closed restroom stall. Like, yeah. And just because he said he has a gun and we're assuming that, okay, those officers understand the English word gun. And yes, Mm -hmm. plenty of, uh, Plenty of Japanese people have a rudimentary understanding of English. I mean, it's, you know, they may not speak it very well, but they understand it. Um, You know, their accents will prevent them from speaking it very clearly, but they do understand it fine. Mm -hmm. So we'll address that. Okay, they understand that he's saying gun. Do they truly understand that he's saying, I have a gun, I am going to shoot? I don't know. And even still, it's, it's not the Japanese police policy to shoot people. Like just because they say something like that, and yeah. so just a, just a real quick statistic: only six shots were fired nationwide in Japan in 2015 huh. by the police. Oh, they're doing a lot better than we are, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. That's so. It a, a a Japanese police officer firing a gun is a very extreme last resort. It is not taken lightly whatsoever. So just the idea that they would just shoot some kid, some foreign kid yeah. in a bathroom without verifying that he has any kind of weapon. Yeah. Like just because he's yelling shit behind a closed door. That's just not how Japanese police operate. So when that happened, I was like major eye roll from me. I was like, OK, this is not at all realistic. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, fine. Let's, I guess that was one of the six shots. (laughs) I guess they had to, I mean, they had to get him to that point somehow. But yeah, I didn't, it didn't make sense to me either. Anything, anything else could have happened. He could have been ran up to the roof and fell off the roof. Ooh, that would have been cool. Especially if they did it point of view and you see the camera falling fast. Exactly. It wouldn't even be that hard to film POV as a, like when it comes to like actually throwing an actor off a roof. Like that's probably probably about the easiest way to film that. I'm I just now right now added that to my list of things I'd change about this movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we already. That's cool. We're doing that now. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, oh, also, I didn't like the whole again. This goes back to uh, Gasper's obsession with like like just sex and things like fantasies really. Cause he's just like the, the whole friend's older mom, like fucking, uh, Oscar. Oh, right. It's yeah. so, it's, it, what does it really add other than like a momentary divide for his friend to sell him out, which you really don't need because your friend would just sell you out if he got picked up by the police period. Like, cause That's true. he's not really that close to you. So yeah. you didn't even need that motivation. Um, no, it almost seemed like he was just trying to slip in every sort of taboo. Yeah, it was like just fucking like, your friend's mom, fucking your sister. Like exactly. So it was just this kind of fantasy of like, oh, I fucked a blah 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 blah. Like, and it's just like, I what does this add to the story? Like, just so you can watch her cry in the kitchen later while you float around, like. <laughs> <laughs> just. I'm sorry, Gasper. I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't like it. Just it wasn't for me. Crying and floating, it, crying and floating. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for it, me. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, not at this stage in my life. 
<laughs> this is the most negative podcast. I feel like if this is for somebody's first time listening to us, they're going to be like, wow, these people are assholes. Yeah. Like, and, it, and to be fair, we are. But <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but we're yeah, usually we're assholes, nice assholes. But... And I think this is the only episode I think we're going to be railing on anything. This is everything else we've got are like things we've seen a million times that we've watched a million times. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that. Well, this is kind of weird. You know, I think it's weird that we ended up doing a movie that we both don't really like that much. But um, it's it's an interesting take. Yeah, I was excited because it's the only one on the podcast list for this season that I haven't seen. This is the only movie where I was like, this is yeah. going to be a new experience. And so I was looking yeah. forward to it. Because I, I did pick a lot of classics and I was like, let me throw in a curveball. Right, right. You know, and. Yeah. So. All right, so Things you want to get into... I would do different. Yeah, changes I would make. I would recast the leads. I don't like Paz de la Huerta, and that Nathaniel Brown guy was boring. <laughs> um, you know, again, I'm a nobody, so, you know, if they listen to this, I'm sure it will be no hard feelings. So I'm sure they're like, well, I've never seen Haley Devlin act in anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except but, for a um, bacon sketch that's that's hidden on the internet oh yeah somewhere. i've been in a few sketches i guess oh yeah i was in your music video too i played the hot chick that's right that's right that was a cool music video it was mainly cool because i was so hot <laughs> the good old days <laughs> right now i'm like 40 pounds heavier thanks quarantine uh, yeah. why did walmart only have cake mix left um <laughs> okay oh god yeah, I've I've lost some muscle mass for sure. All right, so I would generally cut out an hour of the movie. It needs a stronger ending. It just kind of fades out, you know, and it's just like for what, 30, 40 minutes, you're just watching that weird orgy in the hotel with glowing dicks. Like <laughs> it feels that long, but I think it's only like a 15 minute sequence oh, okay but yeah i really shorten that down i don't like yeah, it I lose it i, I would lose it all together to... we got to lose an hour in this movie we don't need that scene at all yeah <laughs> no and like once it starts i know they're trying to just show him fading out but once like nobody's talking like i was watching it and i was like is this shit still on like because i looked down at my phone for a second and it was like so quiet for like so long so cut all that out didn't need it yeah um sister getting an abortion don't need that scene and yeah you know. i have it playing on in the background i just passed that i was like Ugh. And i looked <laughs> i looked away i'm like why it's gross yeah. it's like why like well um, at least it didn't have to and, be shot like that jesus yeah anyways um i would have shot that from like behind her with the forceps like you know like yeah in the, like in front of the doctor with him picking up the utensil like not just straight down yeah pooch <laughs> it was oof. yeah it was just like and again not that like it's like i'm uncomfortable with nudity but i'm like what are you doing right now you're not adding anything it's like this isn't even creative it's just nudity like for the sake of it yeah um yeah it was i think if you're talking about uh because i get that they're trying to show okay he, he's reincarnated in his as his sister and friend's baby and that's sweet and all but then at least show that, like maybe just go forward in time a little bit and show him being born or show him, her holding the baby. And, and that then, would have been a lot stronger. Yeah, than and then ending. like saying, I'm going to call you Oscar or like whatever. Yeah. You know, something. Give us a button. That would have been better. Give us hope. Yeah. Little bit of hope. Yeah. Little bit of hope. Movie didn't have enough hope. And then 
Honestly, I think most of the problems, though, generally were timing. It was just too many scenes were long and drawn out, and it actually detracted from their power instead of adding to their power, which was the opposite of oh, the yeah. intent, I believe, as a director. So I just... Oh, yeah, like pushing know. in on a CGI fetus and then all the lights flickering. <laughs> that, that's, the one, that's the one CGI visual effect fetus. that didn't stand up from 11 years ago. It's <laughs> the CGI fetus that they aborted. <laughs> Now, we rail on this movie so much. I know we normally don't do this in the podcast, but I want to ask you, what are changes you would have made? Have you thought of any while we were talking? Um, Since I'm, we just both feel so strongly about right, how this right. movie needs changes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I did mention quite a bit, I guess. Um, I think that I wouldn't start the film with POV, honestly. I didn't care for it too much. Um I feel like that's where you get, you should be able to meet the character for real. Um, because then I feel like you'll have a stronger connection with him for the rest of the film. Okay. Um, I can see that. Yeah. So then would you have switched it to POV once he's dead though? Uh, yeah. I feel like once you get shot, I mean, cause you could even enter POV while he's still alive. I mean, you could have that. I just wouldn't have stayed POV completely um, and opened okay. it that way. I would have right on. maybe opened it a tad bit more traditionally and sort of eased an audience into the experimental nature of the film. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe at a certain point, I guess, maybe even in, like he gets shot and he goes down and everything goes black. And then I would maybe do that POV shot where it pulls out of his head. And then you realize, wait, I'm him now. And that's me. That's my dead body. And sort of take it from there. Right on. Um, I could picture that working. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would have I would have toned down the whole incest stuff and like the the sex for sex sake. And I think I would have touched more on the the themes of of death and drugs and uh, the whole taking a trip, going on a journey. I think I would have explored that more thematically. Yeah. Um, I think I would have had more connection to the characters because yeah, I get that we're from his perspective, sort of just watching life go on, but it doesn't feel like it matters. So exactly, since yeah, he's, it is missing that. Yeah. So since he's out of the equation and we're so much connected to him, it just it feels like we're because we're just observers we're just observing nonsense and it has no stakes so yeah i would try to make a stronger connection with alex and the sister and uh linda and maybe uh even like have it where you're rooting for them to get together because I didn't feel like that. I didn't care if they got together. It was sweet that they did, but like, I didn't like, like Alex is on the run for whatever reason. Cause he can't just talk to the police for a bit. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. yeah, he's like homeless on the street because like his friend got shot. Like, I don't understand like his motivations for all that. That was a bit weird. That didn't add up at all. Yeah. Like right, it would have made more sense if he was, that's a, if, if we're going to keep him on the street running from the police, it would have made more sense if he went up with Oscar to the drug deal. Yeah. No, it would have. You know, but then like was able to get away. 
And it would have been nice to not even know if he got away until later when he finds him you know, uh, in, in that floating state. But then there are stakes. You're like, oh, okay, a- Alex got away from the cops, you know? Yeah. He's not just like paranoid to go to the cops. <laughs> that would have been a good change. You know what I think is so interesting about hearing you say all these changes is that when we're writing screenplays together, uh, you know, if we went in a few now, so I know your mentality on movies is that you love nihilism. Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty nihilistic existentialist, you know. But but what you're saying, I feel like right now is that this movie is even too nihilistic right now for you. <laughs> Which is kind of interesting. <laughs> well, I don't think it's too nihilistic for me. I think it's just it's nihilism executed poorly. Well, that yeah, that, that could be argued well. Yeah. Yeah, I cuz I I could I could get into the nihilism of it, but it does it cuz I don't think it's necessarily nihilistic i think it is more existentialism that it's touching on because of the whole like what is here man (laughs) like i think it's you know i think it feels nihilistic and it's not trying to and i think that's a problem oh you know what that is yeah no that's way more accurate than what i said (laughs) you just you're a smart man ryan (laughs) (laughs) A, a literal little cartoon light bulb just went off in my fucking head after you said that, and I felt like a dumbass. <laughs> no, I get no, but I get it because it it feels nihilistic. But then you you I think just you have noble intentions of thinking that's the intent of the author, and I don't I don't think that that was the intent. I feel like yeah, especially just going back to this time period and this crowd and this this scene. I feel like it's very they're trying to be existential. That's what I'm assuming. I guess that's an assumption on my part, though. I could be wrong. Yeah, could be. Yeah, but shit, man. We're at an hour already, and damn. <laughs> wow, we complained about a movie for a whole hour. Yeah, that's All right. that's not how I wanted to spend the day or the hour. No, <laughs> that's... <laughs> Uh, that was a painful hour. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, but you know, we thanks. all we learn we all learned something. I hope <laughs> you at home learned something, whether that be if Gasper no films are for you or not. <laughs> yeah, or, and tell people to fuck off more often. Yes, tell people <laughs> to fuck off more often. Um, watch the movie. Make up your own mind. I don't want to detract people yeah. from watching movies. I think everyone should. There's no. always something to learn and experience in a film, whether you like it or not. When I was when I was 13 um, or 12 or 13 and DVDs were the new technology and special features were readily ex- accessible on all of them, I watched every special feature on every DVD I could get my hand on, even if I hated the movie, because there's something in there and there's a lot of hard work that goes into making a movie. And I've always appreciated Especially that. Especially this one. So, this one had a lot of hard work. Oh, yeah. there. The, what this film achieves is technically extremely difficult and i think i didn't i don't know if it did but it should have won awards just for camera work and cinematography yeah you know technically i love this film all right just to make it more clear our problems it's lacking in story it's lacking in acting except for the kick-ass little girl (laughs) but but the camera work the editing the sound all the people who never get credit for a film, typically, right. those people knocked it out of the fucking ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely yeah. don't regret watching it. I, it was a no. goddamn experience, and I'm happy I watched it. I just felt like 
I didn't like watching it again for, to make notes for the podcast, especially right after I just watched it. <laughs> yeah. So, and like I said, when it first came out, I was obsessed with it. I couldn't stop telling everybody to watch this movie. I thought it was the coolest movie I'd ever seen. And then I don't, you watch it a second time and you start to see the holes in it. So just maybe just watch it once. Yeah. Watch it once, tell everyone else to watch it and then I'll tell them to never watch it again though. <laughs> and follow your all own right. damn advice. <laughs> right. All right. I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. You know, thanks for listening. The films I wish I made. That's right. That's it's the films I wish I made. I'm Ryan Rochelle. You can find me at Ryan Rochelle or follow us at Dakins Productions. That's D A A K I N S. Yep. All right. See you next time. Haley, do your sign off with your tags. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Spooky kooky Haley, except for Twitter where it's spooky kooky hey one. <laughs> That's such a bad handle. I kind of should just make a new Twitter. It's so maybe hold off on following me on Twitter. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Well, I've been giving people the wrong handle. Now I have a handle, but it's not a good handle. Yeah. It's, it's not even memorable. It's a mouthful. I can't even sign off. I tried to actually get out of signing off oh, because yeah. I didn't want to reiterate that <laughs> shitty Twitter handle. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made you do it, but you <laughs> have to do it. you're supposed to do out. it it's professional but all right guys yeah. i guess that's the podcast right. uh stay tuned the next episode is going to be the day the earth stood still that's my choice the original not the keanu reeves one that one's just okay Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we're doing I like keanu though yeah well i like keanu too but but we're talking about the original the 1951 version was it 1951 I don't know. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't around yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, me neither, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Day the air stood still. 1951 on the nose. Uh. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. That's right. next episode. See you All later. Right. Bye, guys. The Films I Wish I Made is a Dakin's production. Dakin's Productions is a multimedia company that does more than just make content. We also make original art, such as comics and movies. But only with your support can we consistently thrive in the online arena of entertainment. Check out our coffee page where you can access premium and exclusive content for the right price. Until next time.